It has been two years since Masters Made Perfect Spring Session took place in person. But last week, over 1,000 lawyers, paralegals, and marketeers gathered at the Win in Las Vegas to attend MTMP Spring 2022. I'm Lee Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media and author of Beyonce Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And this is In Camera Podcast. Welcome to our MTMP Spring 2022 Part 1 Review episode. Grace, welcome back. How are you today? Good. How are you, Liel? Doing great, Grace. Very, very happy. It's the first, no, second April uh, Friday that we are recording. It's amazing, right? Um, this, was, this week was just Masters Made Perfect. And to talk about that, we have a very, very special guest, Grace. So let's welcome back Michael from the Lake Law Firm. He's here again. He's already a friend of the podcast, so he does not need further introduction. You guys all know Michael. He's, he joined us here also a couple of months ago to have a conversation about the American Association of Justice Conference Winter 2022. And this time, Michael was not just attending Masters Made Perfect, but also gave a talk, a session during the event. So there's a lot to talk about. So first and most importantly, welcome back, Michael. Thank you, Leo. That's great to have you again and i know you are exhausted you were just telling me a moment ago that you've just landed from las vegas correct yeah red eyes coming back to the east coast are not uh, friendly on anyone especially not from not when you're coming back from las vegas so <laughs> let's first get out of the way the most important part of it all and it was like how much fun were the parties what did we miss? Because neither Grace nor I were there. So we can understand your level of exhaustion just by saying how good those parties were or if they did not meet the expectations. You see, this is a no BS conversation space. So just <laughs> tell us the truth. We actually had a really great uh, party. It was called the Don Worley uh, Party and our uh, firm, the Lake Law Firm, sponsored it. Um, so it was before the kind of the big gala um, that the, you know, Levin Papantonio uh, Rafferty right. put on. And it was even, it looked more busy than the gala. Um, so it was a great turnout and it was a Ukrainian <laughs> support event. Um, so they That's had right. all QR codes, you know, up on the screen and you could, you know, donate for a good cause, uh, which I hope, you know, a lot of people did. Yes, that's right. And actually, we were talking about that precisely last week, Grace, right? And uh, needless to say, Don't Worry's Masters Made Perfect uh, party does not need an introduction at this podcast, not only because we've talked about it so many times, but it's actually, this is, this is an interesting trivia piece of information for you, Michael. In Camera Podcast was conceived at Don't Worry Masters Made Perfect party, <laughs> actually in 20, right, Grace? Right? Um, right. 2019, full Masters Made Perfect session at the Bellagio, and Grace and I started a conversation there at the party that then led to this podcast. So um, it means a lot to us, and, I, and I'm sure both of us are very bummed that we could not be there, but we are also very inspired by the fact everyone behind putting together this event, including yourself, 
did a great thing by refocusing the party for for a greater cause. And um, I think that speaks a lot about. Yeah, I think they're uh, going to look into doing that going forward too. Kind of not just that it's a big you know social gathering, but to have you know a positive cause uh, attached to each of these. Why not? Honestly, yeah. why not? It's not like there is not enough things to support and care about and raise awareness about. So I think it's great. Honestly, I, I think it's great. I think there is a time and place for everything also. But I, I see, I think this, these two things can, can fit and, and, you know, just live together moving forward. I don't, I don't see necessarily being a detractor from the purpose of that party, which at the end of the day is for people to come together, start the conference with a, with a high note and just network and, and have a drink, right? That's right. Well, and not only that, but, you know, as our last podcast, right, Leo, we were talking about the social consciousness and yes. that brands have to do that nowadays. And, you know, it, I think that that's so important to to throw a, a party for a cause rather than just throwing a party for a party's sake, you know, or even networking. Yeah, I can see that being not just a trend, but a new way of doing things. So I, I really applaud you guys for, for leading the way uh, with that. And, you know, we talked about the parties. Sounds like it was good and fun. So you're now excused for being so tired. But now let's talk a little bit about the program, right? Because Masters Made Perfect is quite long of a conference. It goes for two and a half days, but they're jam-packed. And I wonder uh, if you had an opportunity to be on the first day on the Business of Law Day were you around the conferences uh, that had to do with the business of law or were you attending other seminars? Because that first day, right, there's there's different things happening at the same time. That's right. There's yeah, nuts there's and more. bolts and there's business of laws and then there's class action. So as I've said, jam-packed. And they had a paralegal track uh, too, I think, for this one. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of almost too busy with uh, meetings going on at the booth and just around the conference to attend those um, on the first day. And I was a, a panelist on the first day as well during the business of law, um, which was a really nice opportunity. I got to talk about turnkey co-counseling, you know, the benefits generally of co-counseling and how that works and how to do it right. And then also the employee retention tax credit program. Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Generally speaking, for co-counseling, um, kind of explaining to the newer attorneys um, who may be interested in, you know, getting involved in mass tort cases and then referring them out, you know, what their role would be. Are they going to be doing the marketing and intake and sign up or are they going to be getting medical records and reviewing them as well and then referring them out or do they want to have, you know, a little bit more in involvement in the cases? Um, you know, so I talked about dividing the work and sharing responsibilities, um, how attorney fee splits work, obtaining client approval to share fees. Um, very important was referral reporting, you know, to have that timely and accurate, explaining co-counseling to your client. Uh, sometimes that requires, you know, an attorney to, you know, get on the phone and speak to the client uh, while you're bringing in another co-counsel on the case. Um, and also finding the right, you know, attorneys and law firms to co-counsel with, because over the years I've worked with different firms and attorneys, you can have some very good relationships and positive ones, mm -hmm. and also some ones that just don't work out very well. And then at the end, kind of, you know, the advantages of co-counseling with a 
mass tort marketing law firm uh, like our law firm, um, where we can get uh, you know clients investing clients up to sixty percent of the net attorney's fee uh, by co-counseling with us on the cases we acquire for them. What are the questions that you most frequently get asked, or maybe you got asked during or at the end of your session? What are the things on people's minds? Kind of um, just. Where should they go for certain case types and what type of fee split they should uh, ask? Um, because, you know, generally speaking, it's, you know, 33 and a third percent that you get for sending a case to a law firm, you know, whether it be a lead or a signed case. But it varies based on how much work you're doing on the case. If you're signing the case or you're getting records or you're reviewing them, if you're doing plaintiff fact sheet work and census forms, um, those can all go up and everything's negotiable. So they were kind of, you know, what's some insight into getting a good fee split um, for the work that they would be doing. The other part of my uh, speech was on the employee retention tax credits. I don't know if uh, you guys had covered that in a prior podcast, but I can go over it uh, briefly. I think we, I think we have, right, Grace? Yes, we have. Um, oh, great. Okay. But take us away because you're talking about updates here, right? Yeah. I mean, um, so, I mean, generally speaking, all businesses in the U.S. qualify um, if they have W-2 employees and their business was affected by the pandemic during uh, 2020 and 2021, they can get up to $26,000 per full-time W-2 employee. Um, so our law firm is processing those claims along with a co-counsel law firm. So I spoke about things, you know, what makes you qualify, um, how you can be affected, you know, even time to wear, um, you know, masks or cleanup or supply chain disruptions, um, you know, state and local mandates that you may have had to shut down or fully shut down, and then how long it takes to basically process the claim, which is generally... Uh, 90 to 160 days. It can be up to a half a year or longer, but then the IRS will send you a check uh, for the amount that you qualify to receive. And a lot of uh, businesses, accountants, and CPAs, um, they either don't know about the program or they think that the business uh, doesn't qualify, so they haven't processed those. Um, so we're, you know, getting the word out and helping businesses to get those refunds back. So so you guys are actively helping other law firms to see whether they can qualify for these types of claims? Is Yes, and, and all businesses. It's not just um, law firms, but it's all businesses, even uh, 501c nonprofit organizations, some governmental organizations, um, schools, universities, uh, you know, employees that have businesses that have 500 or less employees. Um, if you're over 500, there's a different. Okay, so care care to recap once again? What are the requirements for those who are listening who just want to kind of check the list and see whether they 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 meet the criteria before they reach out? What would that be? Uh, just you know, some W two employees, 1099 um, contract employees do not qualify. So. Mm -hmm. Some firms have different criteria, but we're really looking for five or more W-2 employees at really any business, and it's across the U.S. Okay. And then we'll uh, sit down and um, you know send out an agreement. We'll go over it with them, 
send out a portal link for the financial documents and then uh, work up and process the claim with the IRS on the business's behalf. That's really wonderful. And I don't want to devi deviate a lot about this, but are, how are you how are you spreading the word about it? Of course, Master It's Made Perfect, your session was one of the ways that you're raising awareness about it. But since you're saying uh, this is not just limited to, to, to legal uh, or law firms, right? This is any business. So it right. um, seems like this may be a massive opportunity. It is. Yeah. I mean, we're doing a lot of digital advertising now, um, Facebook and LinkedIn, pay-per-click, you know, the conventional mm -hmm. methods. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, that's Michael. Great. So you were part of the business law program. Now let's then move on and talk about what we care about the most when it comes down to MTMP and that is updates and news. Uh, yeah, sure. So it got started off um, the day after the business day with mm -hmm. the, um, baby infant formula neck cases. Um, There's just a lot of interest in those cases and it was a large panel. Um, they also got into the Similac recall. Let's take it one by one there. Let's stop into the baby formula. Well, and Similac is part of it, right? Uh, well, they're two separate ones. So Similac is implicated in the first one with uh, the necrotizing enterocolitis and also the more recent recall, um, which is basically bacteria in the Similac formula uh, causing three different injuries. Okay. So what's the talk about that? Why is there, because there is a lot of attention going into baby formula. I think it's been growing over the past few months. And what's the main cause, would you say, to the surge in either interest or in putting the spotlight down on these two different products? What's happening? So the spotlight is basically, uh, there's been no change. So premature infants, preemies, uh, they continue to die from this. There hasn't been a label change. Um, so for the past... I'm not sure how long, but I think it's, you know, 20 years plus this problem has been going on and they don't know how many premature infants have died over that time, but it's a very significant amount, which is very sad and it continues to happen right now. Um, so it's kind of a current crisis to, to try and correct and get a handle on. Um, it's why, you know, and it's, you know, premature infants are the most helpless thing on the planet. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about NEC the last time. Um, I actually just got off the phone uh, right before this call uh, with uh, one of the people that we're working with on um, CPAP. So I have a little bit of updates on top of maybe Michael's updates about CPAP specifically. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll get there. We'll get there. The, the, hey, the, here there is a whole line. Yes. So I'm actually here going through the through the program, Michael, and you're absolutely right. It all started with baby formula, uh, and and as you said, right? I mean, just title: premise continue to die. It's heartbreaking. Um, then uh, you know we he, we see here that there was a session on paraquat. Any updates on what's happening with paraquat? I wasn't able to sit on it on that one. So our colleague mm -hmm. Sam sat in on that. Uh, it was just too many business meetings. But with paraquat, I think it's pretty much the same. Um, you know, people are looking for, you know, Parkinson's disease diagnosis. It can be, you know, quite a while back or ones that haven't been diagnosed yet with two or more uh, symptoms. Um, and it's really the direct exposure cases, which uh, attorneys are focusing on. 
Got it. Tell us which were the the, the next uh, which would be the next sessions that you were able to attend. I was just kind of in and out of a bunch of them, uh, mm -hmm. kind of more focusing on the uh, the Lake Law Firm co-counseling and mass tort, mm -hmm. you know, case acquisition stuff and just all the different ventures that we're getting into. So it was a lot of networking at this event versus, um, you know, being in the in the particular seminars um, that I've done in the past. From what you've he what you heard there in your conversations and so are there any any new updates on Zantac on Talc, which is still being brought up? I know it was still part of, of the of the program. Yeah, I mean, uh, Zantac they've limited the cancers down um, a little bit further. Uh, Talc, of course, there's the bankruptcy and what's going to happen with that. So we'll wait and see. I believe there was a uh, an appeal done, um, so that may take some time to resolve. Uh, one of the newer, very new litigations is actually the uh, Exactec hip, knee, and ankle recall, uh, where the polyethylene is degrading um, from oxidation. It's basically a plastic liner in these different implants. Um, and when that happens, the polyethylene becomes very brittle and then breaks. And those uh, plastic particles can go into, you know, your tissue, muscle, and blood and cause... Um, you know, muscle bone uh, degradation, um, where everything just becomes loose and it's eating away at that area, and then you need a revision surgery. Um, so wow. that's one of the newer ones as well. Is it a new one? I, I honestly, this is the first time I hear about it, but it, it yeah, that maybe uh, so me. the hip uh, recall was last year, I believe, and now the knee and ankle are. Yeah, I see it here implicated so that's probably the one new one with uh you know the similac uh recall which is you know associated with chronobacter salmonella and meningitis mm -hmm. uh, but that's uh you know more recent so it's within the past i think year or two that it's been contaminated with that bacteria and versus the neck cases where you have similac and you know other ones as well it looks like michael if we are Kind of like trying to follow here the journey of your experience at Masters Made Perfect this week. We're now kind of like in day number two, right? So what what highlights did you have from from uh, day number two, which really tends to be the, the, the core of the conference? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of speaking to uh, some of the panels that were up there, but outside of the panel. Uh, so I met with uh, Matt Bergman. He's with uh, Bergman, Draper, and Osland, and he also has a different law firm with my prior colleague, Brendan Little, mm -hmm. uh, the Social Media Victims Law Center. It's a very interesting litigation. Uh, basically, they are suing Facebook and Instagram under a product's liability defect in the algorithm of Facebook basically making it more addictive for teenagers to just keep consuming um, Facebook content and not being able to get off of it. Um, and in that effect, along with, you know, the pandemic and being a teenager, a lot of these teenagers, um, you know, are hurting themselves and committing suicide, um, depression, uh, eating disorders. I think suicide's gone up 160% um, over the past two years on social media. Um, and it also includes uh, sex abuse and sex trafficking. Um, so that, 
I was speaking to Matt about that and, you know, they have 12B6 uh, motion to dismiss uh, things coming up. So they'll know in the next 60 to 90 days whether that'll progress. Um, and there's some hurdles to get over that, but if they can get over that, it's a, you know, it should be a viable litigation against those defendants. So that's, that. I don't, I don't think that was spoken about at MTMP. He was on the um, human trafficking panel, uh, but it is related to that, and it is a very new uh, practice area. This is actually something that I've heard of. First of all, how wonderful that that's something that there's already action being taken about it because it is known at this point, Facebook has deliberately exposed particularly younger users, female users, primarily into, into content that has caused tremendous amount of uh, psychological harm to them, to the point that, as you're saying, it's leading to, to suicide, depression, and other terrible consequences. So that's really interesting to hear and something we would really like, Michael, for you to keep us up to date, because it's definitely something that sounds like we're going to be hearing much more of over the next few weeks and months. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's an interesting area. So we're getting involved in, uh, in that as well. Michael, okay. So I've heard there's a TV show called Power of Attorney. Can you explain us a little bit about what that is? Sure. Uh, so that's Don Worley's uh, TV series. He's in his uh, second season now, uh, towards the end of the season. I believe it's 12 episodes per season. And it's basically uh, a mock trial where you would have a, um, you know, a, a plaintiff's attorney and a defense attorney and a jury finding a verdict um, on about the case, you know, and what would happen uh, to evaluate whether you really want to go to trial on the case or not, or you may want to not go to trial and resolve it. Um, so he has all different, you know, scenarios and hypotheticals uh, that come up uh, with that. So I believe, you know, he's on his, might be his final episode of the second season right now. That's, that's wonderful. And so was there anything that had to do with that during the, the conference? Uh, well, there was. I mean, there was an invitation for, uh, you know, Ed Lake and I to go out to the production studio and to meet uh, Don to be on uh, one of the final episodes. So we were the kind of the New York referral attorneys that we got this case. Um, and I can go into a little bit about it, um, the hypothetical, and then you guys will have to tune in uh, to see it on <laughs> TV, which That's I'll, right. get, I'll get you the airing date and the uh, the channels. Um, you know, we can share it on a later podcast, but it was, it was a really neat experience. We basically brought him the case and, you know, said why it was important to us and how we can be involved and, um, you know, wanted to refer the case to him. And then from there, he, you know, kind of accepted it. And then they did a mock trial. Um, he was, you know, on the plaintiff side and then they had a defense attorney and a whole jury pool. Um, and then they deliberated and came up with the verdict and then. And so the shooting is ha happens in Las Vegas or yeah. in several different in Las Vegas. I think primarily in Las Vegas. Um, they might be filming it in other places too. Um, and this one was a uh, mm -hmm. a Las Vegas, um, you know, businessman that came there and he lost a lot of money at the casino. Um, the casino just kept giving him alcoholic drinks and they wouldn't stop. And at one point, he lost his consent to gamble and was requesting that money back in restitution. 
Um, so we had to, you know, present that to Don. And then, you know, of course, he presented the pros of getting that money back. And the fence said, uh, you know, this is a casino. This is what they're known to do. Um, he had his own free will. And then they pushed it over to the jury. And um, that's for you guys as a surprise that you'll see on the show. That's wonderful, Michael. So you had a whole experience. You went, spoke, had uh, attended conferences, did the networking part, somehow ended up on a TV show as well. And I'm hearing as well that you guys are about to launch your own podcast. Can Is that something that we can talk about a little bit? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's um, with uh, Ed Lake's uh, Mass Tort A to Z book. Um, so we'll be interviewing all of the mass tort leaders um, in that book and also having um, other vendors and attorneys speak on there. Um, so Harlan Schellinger was our first one. Uh, it was just him and Ed um, about a week or two ago. And then the ones going forward, um, Ed gave me some information on who he'd like paired up for the next few, you know, an attorney and a vendor and basically what the what the vendor in the space is seeing, what issues there are, and, you know, how an, how the attorney on the other side, which is kind of their client or their business person, how they can alleviate those problems and then kind of push it over to the attorney to, to say what they feel, um, you know, what's going on with the vendor and kind of to get each other side perspective. Um, so it's pretty interesting. That's wonderful. That's very, very exciting. And by when do you think you're going to start uh, publishing the first episode? Um, we are probably about 30 days out uh, We because we Excellent. need to uh, intro, outro, you know, all that fun production stuff. Mm -hmm. But yes, mm -hmm. as soon as that very first one goes out, we have a plan to have consistent posts thereafter for the podcast. Guys, that's wonderful. That's really, really exciting. I'm so happy that the DAD project is moving forward. I think that's something that I just happen to know because we've had conversations about is that uh, it's been on Ed's mind and uh, you guys have been very supportive of the idea. So I'm really, really pleased to hear that you've already started to record sessions and such. That's wonderful. So Michael, before we let you go, we would like to hear your takeaways of MTMP? Like, what were the, the, the three things that you took from this visit at MTMP? I would say uh, just seeing who the panelists are, uh, you know, who's speaking on the different sections on the different days. And from there, you can kind of see who you may be interested in speaking with outside of the panel because they just don't do what they're speaking about on the panel and they're all very interesting attorneys that are up there. Um, so I I felt kind of that was the most beneficial is speaking to them afterwards on the floor or, you know, at one of the social events, what else are they working on? And then they give you the rundown on that. And that's sometimes even more interesting than what the panel was about. Um, so I had a lot of good conversations with that. This is probably my number one takeaway. Um, number two was just I guess trying to find if you can present on something, it's a very good thing to get involved with, uh, you know, to ask for that opportunity um, to, you know, present your knowledge and your experience uh, to the audience is a great way to get involved uh, in this whole mass tort community as well. And then, um, you know, just have a, have a good time. Um, David Blaine's magic show was really cool. Um, most people couldn't believe what he did with this one card trick. He had like a hundred people, different people stand up with a, with a deck of cards. 
and then shuffle them at the same time. So a hundred decks of card being shuffled at the same time, all these different how, people. How, how, wait, how do you shuffle a hundred decks of cards at the same time? Well, each person, each of the hundred people were shuffling their own oh, okay, okay, at okay. the same time. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And then he okay. was like telling which pattern to do it and, you know, put this one over this way and that one over that way. And you just kept doing, it was like, you know, two minutes long. And then he said, you know, on this card, put this card in your pocket, whatever, you know, is on the top there. And so everybody put that card in their pocket. And then later in the show, he's like, can everyone stand up who, uh, you know, uh, participated in that and hold your card up? And you had to see people's faces. It was the same card on all, you know, in everyone's hand. It was a uh, two of hearts. Um, it was unbelievable. Everyone had the same card in their pocket. And that's but yet they were shuffling it, you know, a hundred different ways. That's that's mind blowing. It's yeah, I, that was yeah. mind blowing. So you had to see everybody's faces. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's my third takeaway. Just have you know enjoy the entertainment. Hey, great takeaways. I don't think we can beat those. Use it to your benefit. Get a speaking slot if you can. Why not? Right. I mean, particularly if you're if in, like in your case, right, Michael, that you are offering solutions, services, partnerships that relate to masters. So uh, go and make the most out of it. Uh, entertainment, yes, of course. And particularly MTMP, they always really go big with entertainment. They have great, great artists, great comedians, great shows put together. That's amazing. But the one that I love the most, and I really wonder uh, what are your thoughts here, Grace? Because I don't think we've ever, ever, ever came up with a um, takeaway like that one for a conference is... Go and find the people that you're more interested in and don't just attend their conference, but then go and have a sidebar conversation with them about not what they just talked about, but the other things that they do, right? The other things that are, they are working on. I think that's a really, really interesting angle and one that, you know, it tends to be a missed opportunity, it I is. would say. It is, um, you know, especially... Because because I think all three of us have been speakers at some point at some conference. And I think most of the value that I have seen from the people attending my session or your session or any of our sessions, honestly, is after the fact when they come yeah, up totally. to us and ask us questions, right? Because they, they want to know, oh, you touched on this, but hey, what about all these other things that I know you guys do? Can you talk to me about it? So Michael's point is perfect. Um you know, I try to do that a lot of times if there's something interesting, somebody on the stage, and I know they do other things that I want to pick their brain about. That's a great takeaway. Pick their brains, you know, um, you know, do something outside of the panel that they're doing. Um, talk to them, you know, meet up with them if you can. Um, like he said, at the networking things that, that they put together at these shows. Um, and even better, because we're sponsors usually of the any Worley party. Um, you can invite them to the party and, you know, speak to them some more there. Um, but definitely delve in and it's all about networking and who you know, not what you know necessarily. Perfectly said, Grace. Well, Michael, we're going to leave it here, but thank you so much for joining us again. We appreciate the timeliness in which you responded to our request to have a conversation with you about MTMP. And we're looking forward to our next one. There's a lot of things that you brought up that we would love to stay up to date. And so please, we want to know about your upcoming episode on power of attorney. We want to hear about 
the new podcast A to Z Masters. And then, of course, we want to know what's happening with the litigation against Facebook and Instagram, or I guess Meta. Thank you both again. It was nice talking to you and have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at incamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.